This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Greetings, loved ones. Let's take a journey. The Roundup on Joy 94.9. From the nitty to the gritty. For a fault to develop two years after the aircraft actually enters service, it's almost guaranteed to be a manufacturing fault. The outright political... You can't pay your respects to somebody that has left down a coal mine. The frightfully bizarre... I would tell George Bush I didn't have the grounds to call him a racist. And everything in between. I'm not lesbian. I'm not even kinda lesbian. You're listening to Joy 94.9 and this is The Roundup. Hello and welcome to The Roundup on Australia's only lesbian and gay radio station, Joy 94.9. I am Ellie Palatier, and joining me, as always, is the wonderful Michael Pinterbonner. Hello, Ellie. Hello, Melbourne. Nice to see you. I wasn't here last week, so I missed your lovely face. We did miss you, Ellie. Oh, thank you very much. Hey, coming up on tonight's show... We just want to know if you've been subjected to cyberbullying. Call us on 1300 JOY 949 and tell us your story or email us on air at joy.org.au. Don't SMS us. Our SMS is still down, so we uh, can't get your texts. But we will look forward to your wonderful emails and your phone calls. Uh, You can give Rob a call on um, 1300 JOY 949. Thanks, Ali. Michael Pinterbonner here with the news and current affairs wrap on the Roundup. And the government's welcomed the AFL's decision to distance itself from a campaign by the clubs industry against anti-gambling reforms. Clubs Australia had suggested the AFL would join a multi-million dollar campaign with it and the NRL to head off loss limitation legislation. But the AFL chief, Andrew Demetrio, has done a backflip and announced his organisation won't be involved in any campaign and will work with the government on ways to control problem gambling. A Melbourne Aquarian diver has been stung by a stingray after accidentally kneeling on it during feeding time. The man received a minor injury to his knee during the accident and has been taken to hospital in a stable condition. Australia's chief scientist has challenged the local science community to stand up and be counted in the national climate change debate to lift public understanding of the issue. Professor Ian Chubb has told a parliamentary inquiry that debate on the carbon tax and climate change should be ideas-driven and not politically motivated. Professor Chubb has also described media coverage on the carbon tax as one-sided and misleading. And Cats fans can breathe a sigh of relief this evening as James Kelly and James James Potisali are free to play in Saturday's grand final against Collingwood after the match review tribunal laid no charges from last weekend's game. And that is the news and current affairs wrap on the roundup. Back to you, Ali. You know how I love a funny animal story. Every week we get a funny animal <laughs> story know. from you. I always read that age. I love it. And last week in their odd spot, and I hate a pinch from the odd spot in the age. But this one is so worthwhile. So there was a heroic pig once upon a time in a land far away called China. There was a heroic pig who survived more than a month buried under rubble um, after the 2008 earthquakes there. Scientists have cloned it. The heroic pig. The heroic pig. Is that because he was a hero? Because he was a hero and he must have had really strong hero genes. (laughs) (laughs) So um, they've performed the... the, uh, the pig's name was Zhu Jingqing, 
Jingqing, I think Zhu that's Jing how Qing. You, Yep. Yes. So he's a, the strong-willed pig has produced six offspring. Oh, six strong-willed offspring. Yeah. Now they're clones, so they're the exact same, yeah? They're exactly the same. So now there's seven of them in the world. Seven of Zhu Jingqing. Seven Qing heroic pigs. And in the world. In recent news, uh, text messages are working now. So Yay! please SMS 0427 JOY 949. Let us know your thoughts about anything on tonight's show. Coming up next on the Roundup, we find out why Lady Gaga has spoken against out against cyberbullying. Hottest remixes. Joy 94.9. You're on the roundup with Michael and Ali. Yes, and visit us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash the roundup on Joy 94.9. And don't forget, you can SMS us now. It's all working beautifully. 0427 Joy 949 or email on air at joy.org.au. Jamie, I know you're up there looking at us and you're not a victim. You're a lesson to all of us. So tonight, I know it's a bit of a downer, but sometimes the right thing's more important than the music, isn't it? Now, if you don't know what Lady Gaga was talking about there, she was talking about the very tragic story of Jamie Rodemeyer. He was a 14-year-old American boy who tragically committed suicide on the weekend as a result of cyberbullying. Now, Jamie's story is important for a number of different reasons. I guess the first one is that he was cyberbullied and to the extent that, you know, he took his own life. And the second one was that Jamie was very active in the gay community and really had a role to play in the It Gets Better campaign where he sort of stood up against homophobia and said it's wrong and then was subjected to that himself. Now, it has led a lot of people to think about, you know, the punishments around this. And one of those people was actually the leader of the it's Get Be- It Gets Better campaign, Dan Savage. And this is what he had to say. We need to find a way to hold people who engage in that kind of online harassment accountable for the damage that they do. I totally agree with that statement. I think that people that are online and are actively bullying another person, they should be held accountable for their actions. The problem here is that legislation is so much further behind where technology is at and technology is evolving every day that you find that the legislation doesn't actually even accommodate for what is happening in the digital world. And it's something that then makes you as the individual responsible for your own behaviour and also responsible in part for, you know, the way you're treated online. Yes, and we, we've had an email in from Jenny who says that um, my daughter is in year eight this year. She recently told me that last year for around three months, um, a girl in her class posted no nasty comments on Facebook on every picture she posted. Um, my daughter said she was too afraid to tell anyone in case it got worse. I absolutely encourage schools to take action on things like this. A really sad story there. And I like that last line, encouraging the schools to take action in a situation like this. But do schools? Well, how would a school, if Jenny's daughter is too afraid to tell anyone, how can the school take action? We all have a right to be safe and be protected, but we also, every single person has a responsibility to 
let people know what's happening for them, to speak out. But Ali, I think that being bullied, if you're in a situation where you are experiencing bullying, no matter how bad it can get, you still have a sense of pride and you may be too proud to even, you know, speak up or tell, you know, those that are closest to you, like your parents, because you are proud and you don't want to speak out about that. So, it's a real tough one. I think that there should be maybe a responsibility upon, you know, social networking sites and the people that see those pages. So if, you know, your friends are seeing cyberbullying on your page, you can report that perhaps. So you're talking about something like, you know, on online forums and on comments pages on articles, there's a um, an alert every time someone leaves a comment, there's a little button, you know, on lots of them at the end of that that says alert the moderator so that... You know, if somebody thinks your comment's inappropriate, they can click that and the moderator can be alerted to that inappropriate comment. So you reckon it would be good if Facebook did something like that? Absolutely. I think that there should be a role for moderators. And I think that, you know, back in the day when you look at um, the sort of original social technology, Merck, which is M-I-R-C, which is a chat room um, around in the early early noughties and there were moderators on there that if you even swore they will kick you off the, the chat room and bar your username and your access to it. So... That happened, and I'm not sure if it's happening today, and I think it's creating situations that are unsafe for people. Yeah, it just it kind of, I get what you're saying, but I think that there's a, still an individual responsibility because when you throw it open to, you know, asking Facebook to do something like that, that just kind of reeks of internet censorship to me, you know, in a way. So I think each individual has a responsibility to let people know what's going on for them so that something can be done about it. Well, let us know your thoughts. You can SMS us on 0427-JOY-949 or you can call us 1300-JOY-949. We have had an SMS in from Peter, Peter saying cheers for the great story. He's enjoyed that story. It's a really sad story, the story of Jamie. And we really do want to know if you're in a situation where you're being cyberbullied, that there are options available to you. We've talked about the online options, but you can go to other sources. You can. So if you're being bullied at school, you may have a school counsellor or someone you can confide in who can tell somebody for you. Um, you can also just call Lifeline. It's uh, 13 11 14 if you're being cyberbullied or bullied at all or there's anything in your life that's worrying you. Uh, Lifeline are a great service for that. So that number again, 13 11 14. And don't forget here in Victoria, we are very lucky to have the Safe School Schools Coalition, which does a great job of particularly working with the GLBTI community in providing safe schooling environments. Now, next on the Roundup, Ali's been crying, tears, constantly, and we'll find out why. But first we've got Sia, you are listening to the Roundup with Ali and Michael on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station. It's Joy 94.9. You're on the Roundup, Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9 with Ali and Michael. Yeah, and you can let us know your thoughts throughout the show, SMS 0427 Joy 949 or email on air at joy.org.au.
Oh, Ali, that's such such a lovely, lovely song that made me want to dance and, and hold somebody and, and really get committed because commitment is what it's all about. And we as a community have had a win, haven't we? We have had a win. Well, at least in Tasmania, we've had a win. That Tasmania's um, parliaments uh, historically voted to support gay marriage and will put pressure on the federal government to change the law. That's fantastic. And now the Greens, we love the Greens. Yes. Yeah. We do love a little bit of green. They had a lot to do with this. And another show on Joy 94.9 had an interview with the head of the Tasmanian Greens party, Nick McKinn. And this is what he had to say. It's about uh, removing legally entrenched discrimination against people, which is unfortunately contained in the Federal Marriage Act, where people on the basis of their sexuality are discriminated against by being excluded from access to one of the most fundamental civil institutions in our society, the institution of marriage. So yay, yay, we've got this right. It's really great. Yeah, and we might we might get this right if, if we could go, you know, would you go down to Tassie to get married? I don't know. We well, might, yeah. they are saying that they will recognise um, unions done in other parts of the country that are illegal if they go there and get them registered. So that's really great. But, Ali. Yes, Mike. It does leave us with a slight problem, and we were discussing this off air, that now as a community, some of us need to face our commitment phobias again. And might I add Mm. that in facing those commitment phobias, that this music is appropriate. (laughs) So, Ali. Yes, Mike. Talk to me. Tell me. Tears and fears, Ali. Yeah, look. And George Michael. I'll tell you what, Mike. Okay, so I have had a little bit of a relationship milestone recently. Mm. And I have to say, it's sent me to pieces. I was, I've been... I'm a, I'm a commitment phobe. Yes. Let's not beat around the bush. Yes. I'm incredibly commitment phobic. So it's, a fan, it's fantastic. But I've been... What's I've been fantastic? S- the relationship. Your love? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. Okay, so I'm so commitment phobic, I don't even want to talk about it. But listen, there's been this weird thing going on that's like fear of commitment and fear of, you know, all of that stuff, but all this wonderful other stuff going on. And basically it's left me in pieces, scared... And also crying for like three hours at a time. So can I add that you yes. were like the worst elements of a gay man? Yeah. That, well, not the worst elements, but that particular sort of thread of I'm scared of commitment. Yeah. You did say that to me that I'm, I'm across the commitment phobe is like a gay man and, and all the, the tears are like a straight woman. That I'm, I'm this crazy cross of like gay man, straight woman. So, Ali, would yeah. you be going down to Tasmania and getting married? Hell no. Hell no? <laughs> We've actually had. <laughs> no. We've had. Not that I'm against marriage at all, you guys. I think everybody is entitled to get married. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of, the little girl fantasist inside of me loves the idea of getting married. But when it comes to the crux of it, I don't know if I actually could. And we've had an email in at onairatjoy.org.au saying that gay marriage is an archaic Institution, not gay marriage. Marriage is an archaic institution. Mm-hmm. I'm so used to adding the word gay in front of it. Yeah. That I add it even when I'm reading. It's an archaic institution and why would we want it to be applied to our community? It's a good it's a good question. I think we should have it applied to our community for one reason and perhaps one reason alone. So that Ali can be forced to face her fears of commitment. If you're a commitment phobe, let us know. Zero four two seven Joy nine four nine. You're listening to the roundup with Ali and Michael. Coming up next, gossip time.
Joy 94.9. That's right, you are on Joy 94.9 listening to Michael and Ali on the Roundup. And don't forget to visit us on Facebook. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash the Roundup on Joy 94.9. It's gossip time on the Roundup Celebs are Bad. That we found out Anastasia and the crew will tell you what they did to Nana's bad. Britney's sad. Lady Gaga's wearing a bag. It's gossip time. Gotta go. Gotta get on. Gossip time with the show. Gossip time. It's gossip time. And thanks to Celebrity FX for tonight's healthy dose of sexy themed gossip. And uh, first up, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Well, she pretty much looks like the most innocent person ever. But she's got a quinky, a kinky quirk. Uh, one thing, there's one thing uh, to be sent fee- free vibrators while filming a movie about the invention of the female sex toy, but using them too and lending them to friends. Uh, now we're talking kinky there. You love that story, don't you? I do. I you... just love saying the word. Mm. Yeah. Kinky? While shooting her new romantic comedy, Hysteria, which tells the story of the invention of the vibrator, Maggie pretty much had sex toys thrown at her. Many sex do toys. Do you think they hurt when they were thrown at her? They're normally pretty rubbery and soft, so I wouldn't have thought so. I don't think I'd want to be slapped with a vibrator. I know, I probably wouldn't want to be slapped in the face with one. Anyway, right, moving on. Listen, by the time the movie finished, she says she'd been sent about 15 vibrators. Uh, That's a pretty credible collection, I reckon. And when asked what she does with that collection, the 34-year-old said she actually uses one or two of them. Oh, at least Mm -hmm. she's honest. Yeah, and the rest, and the rest, you ask. Well, apparently she lends them to her friends, and she says they take them for six months at a time, and then they swap them. We really should have given a PG warning plus, PG 15 plus. Yeah, Mm. listen, generosity is a great quality to have, but here's a health warning, kids. It's not cool to share your vibrators, okay? Okay. Good. Uh, And moving on, we all know... sex toys too? To Simon Cowell. Oh. One old 50-year-old sex toy. No comment. Some may say. Uh, We know he loves the odd Botox injection, but the latest from him is that the secret to his youthful looks is actually vitamin injections. Yep. The X Factor judge revealed his amazing. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's yuck, Mike. Hey, the X Factor judge revealed his amazing health secret on Jay Leno recently, telling the audience enthusiastically, these vitamins, you can feel them going through your entire body. And I mean your entire body. According to the 51-year-old, the vitamin shots are so intense that when he gave them to a female co-star, who will, of course, remain unnamed, she uh, really enjoyed herself. Well, he's only got two. Twice. Paula Abdul. Mm. Paula Abdul and Nicole Scherzenlinger. Well... It'd have to be one of them. So he says five minutes before we were going to go on air, she was in one of the dressing rooms and she actually had two orgasms during it. True story. Uh, you should try it, he advised Jay Leno. Right. So, yep, get into those vitamin shots. I look after myself. You know, I eat well and stuff like that, but I wouldn't call myself super vain, no. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. I really love their well-timed. Mm. It's like we planned it, isn't it, Mike? Yes. We're a well-oiled team. Uh, Look, in some gross-out news, gossip site Rumour FX captured a whole series of pictures of Lindsay Lohan's mum's, (gasps) Dina's 49th birthday party in New York recently. This is so gross, including a snap-by-snap record of the moment the mum of four went in for a creepy mouth kiss with her daughter. You can, in that picture, you can actually see their tongues connecting. (gasps) 
It is so gross. That's so gross. It's so gross. And in the in the photo, poor old Lindsay's little bro Cody is just sat on the sidelines, looking about as uncomfortable as a teenage boy can get. Can I just say this is why that girl is so messed up? Because when Britney went crazy, her family came in and they're all like, "Britney, you got to behave." And these guys, nah, no, yeah. she doesn't stand a chance. The poor thing. Lindsay Lohan's mum is as messed up as she is. Sexy. How you doing? You like this on me? Okay, Ali, why did you get me to play that, the, the girl talking sexy? I don't get it. Well, that girl talking sexy is Kendra Wilkinson, and it's no surprise that the ex-Playboy bunny likes to talk about sex. She's, she's got a book. She's just released a book, and it mentions doing the deed on nearly every page. She hasn't penned a piece of erotic fiction. It's her autobiography, Being Kendra, Cribs, Cocktails, and Getting My Sexy Back. And it sounds like a pretty juicy read. Talking to US Weekly about her new book, the busty blonde said, I think the word sex is on almost every single page. I love sex, but you know, it's hard now with a baby. When you find time, sex is not really the first thing you want to think about. So Kendra and her hubby, American football player Hank Basket, gave birth to the son to their son Hank Basket the fourth in December two thousand and nine. Original, yes. Mm. Um, with the former play- girls of the Playboy Mansion star publicly admitting she'd suffered from postnatal depression, uh, but it seems Kendra's got her mojo back now, telling US Weekly that her and Hank are less than conventional when it comes to sex. She says they try to limit being in the bedroom as much as possible because uh, they think more about sleeping there. So instead of sex, they tend to venture into different places like the kitchen and the jacuzzi because they tend to not think about eating in the kitchen. Yeah, or swimming in the jacuzzi. Mm. I don't know. She says, Hank and I had sex on a jet ski in Cabo. It was awesome. I'm not a PDA person. That's a public display of affection. Um, But I like sex in cars and stuff. So for Kendra's sake, let's hope sex sells. Right. That was was really very invigorating. It was. That episode of Gossip. Yeah. Well, I've got one more. Okay. Because we love him so much here on the Roundup. Harry Potter. No, I couldn't finish without a J. Biebs update. Oh, I know. Look, going to the movies with your girlfriend or boyfriend is no small affair when you're the one and only Justin Bieber. The teen dream surprised his girlfriend, Selena Gomez, with a private screening of Titanic. Guess where? In a stadium. As in, he managed to secure the entire Staples Centre in LA for just the two of them. Apparently, Biebs got the idea after watching Mr. Deeds, in which Adam Sandler's character surprises his lady with a date at Madison Square Garden. You'd think that's a pretty grand gesture, but it turns out he got the stadium for free as he'd sold out the venue three times, and it just happened to be free that night. Look, cheap or what? Fair enough. Fair enough. And I'm banning. Banning Justin Bieber. From now on in gossip. No more Justin Bieber. Not at all. Now, coming up on the roundup, we want to know, do you, like, eat food that's tempting when you know you shouldn't be? I'm talking about cakes. When I'm walking down the street, they say, hey, sexy. When I'm dancing in the club, they say, hey, sexy. When I'm driving in my car, or I'm standing at the bar, it don't matter where I am. Now, you are listening to The Roundup on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station with Ali and Michael. And let us know your thoughts throughout the show. 0427-JOY-949 or 1300-JOY-949. Mike, yes. we're getting fatter. Who, us personally? or? Well, I don't know. You don't seem to. You seem to be getting broader, not fatter. No, no. 
it's just all in the – I'm wearing that, that special spandex that keeps it all in. <laughs> is that what it is? There's, um, there's some research from Monash University that shows that um, if current uh, weight gain rates are continued, normal weight adults will constitute less than a third of the population by 2025 and the obesity prevalence will have increased by 65%. That's insane. So basically Australia is going to be 65% obese by 2025 if we don't do something about this. Right. Well, So do not let them all eat cake. Stop eating cake, people. And this does lead me to the question, do you do what I did on the weekend and I ate a particular brand of fast food that I really shouldn't have had and I knew it was wrong for me at the time, but I still did it. And I knew that, hey, I'm going to go have to run and on the treadmill for the next two hours or, you know, whatever it is to lose that, you know, the energy I'm getting from that food. Do you do that? Let us know. 0427JOY949 or 1300JOY949. And when you do it, do you care? I think I do it a little. I certainly overeat at times. So um, I had a, a girls catch up on yesterday afternoon and there's always an amazing spread of food. That's part of the rules of this catch-up that we have, that you have to have certain foods on the table. There has to be baked goods. The cake was so delicious that I had two pieces of cake. Two pieces of cake. Two pieces of cake. I knew that I shouldn't have two pieces of cake, but it was so good. Oh, it was yummy. It was almost healthy because it was orange and poppy seed cake, flourless orange and poppy seed cake, homemade by my friend. We just had an SMS in, not cake but muffins. Oh. This person eats muffins. Do they have a muffin top? Possibly. It's, his name is Scott, and he admits to eating a muffin every morning with his coffee. Whoa. Mm, I don't know. A bit dodgy, really. It is a bit dodgy. Look, I think on a serious note, isn't Australia almost like the most obese country now? We are, yes. Like above the UK and America, Australia is the fattest country in the world. This is insane, and we're joking about it and saying don't eat cake and ha-ha muffins and stuff, but seriously... <laughs> Something has to happen. And I think, you know, the research also shows that educating people one-on-one about good nutrition and the importance of physical activity isn't working, that there has to be some sort of a national strategy that goes on. And I know we talked a few weeks ago about fast food advertising and all of that sort of stuff. And, you know, maybe that's part of the campaign or this kind of national strategy that needs to happen to keep us less obese. Maybe there should be like an incentive. Let us know your thoughts. 0427-JOY-949 or one three hundred. Join 949. We'd love to hear what you think. We'll find out that next on The Roundup. The Roundup with Ali and Michael on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. And we have had a flurry of emails. A flurry? Yeah. A McFlurry? Um, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yum. Talking about obesity. Uh, so we've had some about, you know, we talked about um, Tasma- our win in Tasmania and for gay marriage and, you know, what that means for commitment phobes like me. We did. We talked all about that. And Ali, you spoke to us about this song. 
and slow dancing. No. Yes, because I've had tears and fears. That's right. right. Ali revealed to us, to the tune of Careless Whisper by George Michael, that she is a commitment phobe. And it looks like you lot out there are also commitment phobes. Dan has emailed us in at onair at joy.org.au saying that I read that commitment phobes are tortured souls full of fear. <laughs> they are in a constant state of emotional conflict because of their negative, irrational beliefs about love, commitment and relationships. Well, that's deep, Dan. That's really deep. Are you in a constant state of fear, Ali? Uh, no, but I, I probably... You did um, cry for about half an yeah, hour. Yeah, I know. I had um, some conflict and some irrational things going on. Anyway, let's not talk about it because you got me sweating before <gasps> of talking about it. Ingrid says she's a total commitment foam too. She says she wants a relationship, but she also wants freedom and space. So she solved her problem by being in a long distance relationship with an independent woman and that works perfectly for her. Good on you, Ingrid. I'm pleased to hear it. Yes, yes. Ingrid is supporting the commitment phobe in the room. I'll happily say that I'm no longer a commitment phobe. I got over that. Yeah, what's going on for you, Mike? Yeah, yeah, no, I got over it. I moved on to another stage of love. You've moved into a new phase of love. A Tell new me phase about of love that. that I never knew existed. And this goes back to theory people. They say there are three stages of love. The first is that intense, sort of passionate, like addictive, lusty type love, right? Honeymoon phase. Yeah, that. And then they say that you move into this thing called like companionship and friendship and stuff, but it's love. And that's where I'm at. And it's interesting because it's like now you look at your partner as a source of like comfort and compassion and they're there for you emotionally as well as having, you know, the nice bottom. So it's it's an interesting space to be in. I've never been there before and I suggest you go there. Like Dean. Dean, he has emailed us in at onairjoy.org.au and he says he was dumped by his ex-boyfriend a few months ago. He was so commitment phobic. He kept coming back, creating the whole on-off scenario that drives you mad. I finally finished it, but now he keeps texting me. Oh, how frustrating. Mm. And I bet if Dean took the ex-BF back, he'd dump him again because it would be too commitment worthy. Anyway, you are on the roundup. You on are. Australia's only lesbian and gay radio station, Joy 94.9. And uh, what's it time for now, Mike? It's time for this. That was the roundup for another week. Thank you to Rob for program support. Thanks to everyone who messaged us. We do have to get out of here to make way for the Spirit Lounge. They are literally trying to get us out of our seats. Their spirits are everywhere. (laughs) Visit Visit us on Facebook for more opinionated uh, news and current affairs throughout the week. Go to facebook.com forward slash the roundup on Joy 94.9 and we will be back next Monday at 8pm. Thanks, Mike. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye, Melbourne. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to a Joycast. From Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.